flexing on the haters, flexing on your mama. Jordan Flegel out here with the weird, um, you know, yeah, you don't want to see the video of this one. You don't want to see yeah, the video of this one. This is going uh, straight to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. Uh, Jordan Flegel caressing his own nipples right now. Uh, no, it's the shirt. That's, well, no, because you were still touching them over the shirt. Uh, well, you don't know if that's where my nipples and are. He keeps, he, he, Jordan does that every time we record together. I just don't usually say it. I'm just finally speaking up against him every time. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable recording with you anymore, man, if you were to keep up shenanigans like this. Matt, you do not, you do not want me to tell the people what you do. Uh, you know, I don't do nothing. In these sessions. <laughs> just watch, watch yourself, okay? Um... But uh, no, I mean this shirt. I, I found it at uh, a Value Village, and and uh, mostly it's for Annie to wear as a joke. It doesn't really fit me, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I thought I'd throw it on. Uh, it's a good, a, good it's fine, a, man. It's a, just a very very hairy. I'm assuming man's chest. Uh, so there I'll you go, go, man. I'm yeah. good, man. I mean, I, I mean, if there's any uh, any uh, really any women out there with a thick thick bed of chest hair, uh, please get at us. <laughs> that big dog ball talk. We'd love to. Love to have you on the pod and examine your chesties. Um, okay, Matt. What? I, I mean, it'd be, it'd be for no, science. You know, that's fine. It's, it's, uh, Just say, say, I would, when you do say something like that, say, I would like to have you on the no, pod. No, we. speak for me and I would not let you. Yeah, no, we no, would, Matt. we're a team, man. No. It's like a, it's, we're, it's like, a, we're, it's almost like being a couple. And man. what about it's Alex? No, we're no longer an I. Yeah, Alex is roped into that too. All right. Well, if Alex to, is too, then I guess, okay. He'll have to be a live producer in studio for that one. So, Alex, if uh, if you listen to this part, uh, you'll clear your schedule. We have the uh, bearded, chested woman coming in soon. So uh, that'll be uh, that'll be a good one. And then maybe we'll get the boy with gills to come in the next week. I don't know. We'll just get a we'll Very get the free. Yeah, we'll get we'll get a freak show. Uh, just kind of rolling in uh, to big dog ball talk. And I mean, we are kind of a, a bit of a freak show. Matt Eichel, yeah. Jordan Flegel. Uh, you know, it's been a, another good weekend of NBA action. Uh, definitely a little bit less crazy than things have been as of late, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, but if you're no. a Raptors fan, uh, definitely not a uh, great news coming out of uh, the, the 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 northern uh, northern team here. Uh, Toronto Raptors, you know, forward center Pascal Siakam, looking like possibly the MVP of the league. Uh, yeah, what did it, I do? What did I do last yeah. uh, last episode, Matt? You heard everyone heard me knocking on the wood. You tried. Like man. what? What is this? What I I did everything I could. Like what? Uh, anyway, so so disappointing. Yeah, two weeks he's going to be missing an action uh, with a groin injury. Uh, you know, the, that that's not the worst possible diagnosis uh, that he no. could have gotten, I suppose. But uh, obviously, without him for two weeks, uh, not a great, uh, not, not, not a thing great that uh, I think anyone's looking forward to here. Um, but even in that, bouncing back, comeback win last night over the Chicago Bulls for the Toronto Raptors. So, uh, And even in that game against the Mavericks, they were down on the scoreboard pretty uh, hefty, and without Siakam, they were able to rabble, uh, kind of rally back there. And That's something that this Raptors team's always been able to kind of excel at, and they've always found that motivation, even without their big players in the lineup. Uh, they, they always come out, and they always come and uh, show out. And uh, you know, It's always the next man up mentality. So Jordan, I mean, do you think that uh, they'll be able to hold down the fort without Siakam long term, or do you think this is going to be something that's really going to hurt them down the line? Well, if it really is just two weeks, like let's say he gets reevaluated and he feels better and and he's able to come back, maybe they ramp him up a little bit. That's fine. Uh, like I think they can, I think they can handle little, little couple week week stints, even two or three week stints. You know, a month would be pushing it, missing a guy like Siakam and anyone else. But mm-hmm. um, I think I think they are deep enough and they've got versatile enough guys that they can 
they can handle it. And you saw that in game one last night. I mean, the Bulls aren't all that, you know, good of a team right now, but but they're they're you know, they're they're right behind the Raptors in the standing. Mm-hmm. Standings in the East, you know, five and five now after last night, and uh, you know they're 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 a formidable team, um, and and the Raptors just you know beat them fair and square, and you you had guys like OG stepping up more than he he's had to, uh, you know, defensively and and, yeah. and offensively, obviously, and when you got a guy like. Uh, obviously, the story of last game, Fred Van Vliet comes comes back after missing a few games and, and, and has the best game of his season so far. Um, but you, when you got a guy like, you know, Scotty Barnes, uh, you, the, there's a big deal made about him last year being able to play, you know, depending on the need, any position out there on the court. And that's such a luxury to have. Like, you don't have, like, look at the other young players uh, that he's compared to in his draft class, like Cade and, and Mobley, who, who I think... A lot of people think, you know, that it's even though Scotty won Rookie of the Year last year, they they think those two guys have, pro, you know, if you talk to most people, they they think those two guys have more of like star top end, mm-hmm. you know, potential in the league. And, and but so those far guys, this season, they might not be wrong either. No, no, those I mean, those guys are doing great, but you know, Scotty, they can't do what Scotty can do in this sense True, yeah, of yeah. filling in for when Fred Van Vliet's missing, he fills in at point guard, and now when Pascal's missing, he's potentially going to fill in at like that small ball center role, depending on the mm-hmm. lineups. Like the versatility is, uh, you know, he's he's able to shine in a Nick Nurse system, who who loves like a player like that, who he can just throw out in a whole bunch of different situations. Yeah, he always rises to the challenge. So yeah, I think the Raptors can deal with it as long as it's two weeks, but. You know, Pascal Siakam was their was their guy. Like I, I, I they, they so far through the season, they had the league's fourth best offense, uh, with a team that I was really worried about offensively. I knew oh, they'd yeah. be fine defensively, but that was because Pascal was shooting lights out. He was a guy who you could re, re, like realistically and and reliably go to even in the half court, and he was gonna either score or or you know kick it out. You know, the ball swings like he was he was the driver of the offense. And when you don't have him. And you're forced to run it through, you know, Fred, who is great, but who often, you know, he'll he'll try and get into the rim and get swatted a hell of a lot of yeah. the time just because he doesn't have the height. Uh, you know, there, there's 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 half court issues when you're when you're you know this Raptors team. We've seen it the last few years, and you don't have sort of everyone together. Mainly Siakam, who's your yeah your your main offensive driver. So offensively, it's going to be tough. But got off to the right foot last night, and yeah, I think I think if everyone just you know, really ups their game for these two weeks. They can account for it. They obviously won't be as good, but I think they can. They can hold the fort. But like, I, I just, I, I would, I would be really, really disappointed if this turns into a like a extended time thing or a nagging injury for the whole yeah. season for Siakam. Because, like we said last pod, he was having you know MVP start to the season, absolutely incredible. When I look back at his stats, even like today going over it, I was like, uh, you know, pretty blown away. He, he's been so yeah. good. So I hope he comes back soon. Yeah, well, again, it should only be you know five or six games. Like it's not going to be uh, anything yeah. too too crazy. But uh, yeah, as you said, this was kind of the perfect timing too. Uh, you know, they didn't have Fred Van Vliet, and now he's back. A uh, thirty and eleven game. I mean, they're going to need uh, Fred to really kind of carry the load uh, offensively because uh, you know everybody else is going to play the same role. Uh, I mean, obviously, Scotty, as you said, going to kind of be that Swiss Army knife moving around the court, uh, but yeah. still kind of doing the same you know stuff. 
playing defense, yeah. moving the rock. Uh, I mean, the outside jump shot, I think it might have been a little bit of propaganda uh, this offseason. Hey, he's uh, got a few. He's got a few uh, of them so far. It, it, it's improved, but, I mean, uh, there was a, there was a little bit of hype. I think that I might have been uh, – I might have got brainwashed. I might have got uh, – <laughs> I might have been a victim there. Um, but overall, I mean, yeah, you look look up and down the roster. Like, there's still so much depth. They got Otto Porter uh, back. Yeah, and, he's been he great. Was, he's yeah. been great. And, and, yeah. and I think people kind of knew that he was going to be like a, a seamless fit for this team too. Like it's like a guy who's got great size, can pass the ball well, shoot the ball, and then is an amazing defender. Uh, you know, he's a he's a very welcome addition to the this Raptors team. And uh, you know, one one other guy I want to shout out. You know, while you're looking at like the direct replacement uh, at the starting center spot, Christian Coloco. Not looking like a second round pick. Not looking like oh. a, that that sleeper pick. One of the six best blocks last so night, I believe. Uh, six it was blocks. either I might it might have been five. I don't know. Maybe five they gave him another one. No, you're right. Six blocks. Uh, yeah, six go. blocks. Eleven points and seven boards. I mean, that's a. I think they were all career highs. Uh, obviously, you know, getting uh, that that increased burn. You know, he had Vooch in the. Uh, he had him in the the, the, the torture rack, man. Uh, yep. You know, uh, it really. It's it's insane to see kind of the maturity from this player. And again, this is something that they were saying, you know, in the preseason and the offseason, you know, when they first brought him in, that he doesn't play or doesn't look like uh, a rookie when he's on the court. He doesn't have that demeanor. He's not scared of anybody. Uh, and I mean, that's that's amazing. Like, because yeah, when you watch him, he looks like he could be a guy who's played like professionally overseas or something for a couple of years before you brought him I in. I know. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm I. I think right now the Raptors are potentially one of the deeper teams in the league. I'm not saying they're one of the most skilled teams, but they just have a lot of guys that they can roll out and they can get effective minutes from, uh, you know, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, Coloco's been fucking great. Like, he uh, he, uh, he blocked Pat Williams. I swear five of those six blocks were all on <laughs> Pat Williams coming in yeah. trying to sneak one over, over top of him. But, uh, like, Maybe you know, we've been saying... Door. We we've been yeah he's he's fiery we we've been saying for you know since uh, since Gasol and Ibaka left you know we went through so many iterations there was the Baines year there yeah. was you know trying to hold it together with with Birch and Boucher and like all these yeah. guys like Coloco's getting minutes because he really like we they the Raptors just didn't have a uh, a true seven footer to throw out there and mm-hmm. uh, like he's yeah, for a young guy in in this system, you know, with all these other athletes to, you know, a defensive like re- really good defensive personnel for him to stand out is really hard and like all these all these guys like OG and 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 Scotty, all these great perimeter defenders, you know, they're funneling guys right down to him and he's and he's standing tall there in the paint. Like uh it's it's really useful too like even though the raptors have a, a long team across the board to have an actual seven footer he's the only seven footer the raptors yeah. have uh you know to, to to provide some size so yeah he's been great yeah you know having having Otto porter and, and fred back now in the lineup kind of in full going forward is really going to help with the pascal uh you know loss uh you know for the next couple weeks and and yeah they, they've got you know it, it, they've got some continuity now too. You know, Otto is obviously a new addition, and Coloco they're they're working them in. But everyone else been here for a while. Nick Nurse, you know, understands how to use everybody. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, as long as as long as the injury bug doesn't grow, uh, you know, the the Raptors are in are in good position. They've got a lot of guys, and you know, that's the other thing about having a team of only six nine guys. You filter guys in and out, and 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 I think you know. Alluded it, alluded to it before. Nick Nurse is the best coach to deal with this type of shit because yeah. he's been dealing with his whole career. You know, and he was coaching in in England. You know, all, all the other places he's, you know, all, all the jobs he had before the NBA were, 
you know, working with guys he didn't even know who was going to be playing that night, and he just yeah. he just throws it together and finds a way to make it work. So, yeah, if anyone can handle it, it's him. He's got the players for it now, too. So, um, yeah, I, I think ultimately the Raptors will be fine, and, and I've been really honestly impressed by them this year. I, I think if you're a Raptors fan, you got to be happy with, with how, how things are playing sort of overall. Well, and uh, shout out to OG Nobi also bringing down the house uh, for a little drizzle. Drizzy Drake. Uh, Beautiful. Dub- yeah. Did you see the double clutch? Double. Oh. OG's got enough bunnies that he could do like a dunk. Contest. He doesn't do that he enough. Yeah, yeah. Man. He, he could. He does do. He brings them out like usually. He just uh, you know just gets his head above the rim, and you're kind of like, oh yeah. shit. Like yeah, he's got some bounce. Uh, Chuck, let's uh, get that guy in there. Uh, we yeah. need him. Uh, yeah. But uh, to to move on here, there's another big injury uh, going down in the uh, the NBA, uh, and this one's a little bit more serious. Uh, again, to uh, actually my my favorite to uh, win the West. Uh, the from the Phoenix Suns, Cam Johnson, uh, yep. you know, tearing a meniscus in his knee, no timetable for return. He's going to require surgery. Uh, you got to think this is a pretty big blow to a team that was really looking rejuvenated, getting back and kind of proving a lot of these naysayers wrong. Uh, yep. They thought that maybe that the the turmoil and everything was going to be too much for them after last off season's kind of collapse. Uh, but they looked, you know. Just as good as they did last year, they look like one of the best teams in the league, uh, and Cam yeah. Johnson's been a huge reason for that. One of the best stretch fours in the league, uh, and I, I, I think this injury is going to really hurt them down the stretch here, especially you know without the a guy like Jay Crowder. Like I'm not sure who they're even going to have to to fill this role because it is a very kind of a it's a premium role in the NBA to be that yeah. six foot eight athletic three point shooter that can also yeah. chip in on defense. So uh, you know I'm I'm. I don't think that this is going to weigh them down a lot, but I think that they are going to have some growing pains getting uh, used to not having him in the lineup, uh, which, uh, you know, with all signs indicating that it's going to be a while. Maybe, you yeah. know, uh, I, I would think a torn meniscus, we're talking a couple months setback here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this one's definitely more of a, yeah, a, a harder blow for, for the Suns. And yeah, I mean, uh, if Jay Crowder had known this, would he have stuck around? Like if, if we had told him, you yeah. know, don't don't worry, Cam Johnson's gonna be <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be sidelined for a couple months. Like, uh, yeah, they could really use him right now. I mean, he's still technically on the team, isn't he? I mean, he could decide to come back. Uh, yeah, is he not I just mean, sitting out. It's true. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it's crazy. I I, I, I guess that's not gonna happen because they've already you know made made their d- decision to, to move on from him when they can, but they, they mm-hmm. really could use that exact guy right now. So, you know, I, yeah. I don't know if they're just going to try and handle it. They've got Tory Craig, who I think is uh, yeah. can be useful in this spot. I, I always like Tory Craig. He's a gadget guy. Like I, I, I think if you don't minutes. like him, yeah. If you don't like him, it's like I don't know what you, what, why you don't like him. There's no reason. Yeah. He just he plays hard defense. He dies on loose balls. He can sometimes hit a shot, but like, yeah, yeah he's 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 like he's a a good like uh, above average NBA player, I would say. And yeah. he's a grinder. Yeah. He's a grinder. I'll give him that. Yeah, and you know he's got some experience, so I'm sure he'll he'll fill in in this spot. Uh, you know, and and you've got uh, Mikhail Bridges. You know, uh, still, you know, you've you've got your main guys, and Cam Johnson was also one of your main guys. But you know, scoring yeah. the ball, he was only chipping in 13 points. Uh, he wasn't as much of a defensive, uh, you know, stopper obviously as Bridges or you know the, some of these other guys. Like he was he was good, but you know, of all the starters to lose. You know, for a little bit of time, I think Cam Johnson is. You know that the Suns can can make it work. I think, mm-hmm. but like he was shooting the ball so well from deep, like forty three percent from yeah. from deep on on six and a half three point attempts per game. Like that is fucking. Nah, he, he, he doesn't by get itself. the love. He doesn't get the oh. love he deserves. 
such a good shooter, and that is such a good release valve for for the guard play that they have, and you know the mm-hmm. pick and rolls they like to run. Like it's absolutely perfect, and so that they're really really gonna miss. And I can, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be, you know, they're they're losing his thirteen points, but they're losing even more than that because we don't have a guy, you know, that threat that stretches the floor consistently like he does. It makes it harder on everybody else. So I think their offense is really gonna take a hit. I think ultimately their defense will be fine, but offensively they're going to have to you know rely on booker a bit more ayton's going to have to step up bridges is going to have to do more uh than just be kind of a spot up shooter he's going to have to you know show show kind of like he was forced to do last year a little bit into the playoffs um you know a little bit more juice uh, off the dribble game um but uh yeah this is a big blow for for the suns who like you said were you know looking like one of the best teams in in basketball despite all the crap Mm -hmm. that has went on there uh over the last year or so well, it's uh, it's interesting too. I mean, like uh, he was starting to kind of really roll into his kind of peak form too. Uh, the yeah. game before the uh, you know uh, it was a first quarter exit for him, uh, so it wasn't exactly like you know he was uh, deep in the trenches yeah. of this game. But uh, the, the the night before playing against the Timberwolves, season high twenty nine yeah. points, seven three yeah. pointers as well. So uh, I mean, he was just really starting to get rolling, which I think you kind of see a lot with guys. You know, right when they're putting in a lot more effort, that's when the body starts to show that wear and tear. But uh, yeah. similar to kind of the Raptors. They're kind of getting, uh, they they could be in a much worse situation. Uh, yeah. You know, with uh, DeAndre Ayton is now back. I think they're kind of still, you know, watching his minutes. And, uh, you know, that last game uh, they played against uh, on Saturday night against the Trailblazers, their rematch after the controversial finish uh, yeah. against the Trailblazers that, well, you know, maybe we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but uh, the uh, the Trailblazers, you know, they, they, they beat them down by 20 points without Cam Johnson last uh, on the, the Saturday night. But DeAndre yeah. Ayton only yeah. had to play 15 minutes. Um, so if you can kind of... Make sure DeAndre Ayton is healthy. You can probably cheat a little bit more in relying on those big three between uh, you know CP3, uh, Booker, and Ayton. You know as long as those guys are healthy, and then they're just kind of yep. doing the revolving door of bigs to try and uh, fill in there uh, for any extra minutes with Tory Craig between Dario Saric, uh, Jock Lindale, and uh, Bismack Biombo. So uh, and, and yep. actually it worked pretty well when uh, DeAndre Ayton was out to do that just uh, yep. every couple minutes like very quick subs just always have a fresh big man in there uh you know so i i think monty williams will be able to figure this out and game plan enough for it like he didn't seem worried he still seemed very confident that he could get his team wins and again they are still uh, a pretty loaded lo- roster overall uh when you kind of look at them top from to bottom so uh i i I would be interested though. Maybe this is the time to kind of keep your eyes on Jay Crowder because if they're gonna if they're gonna try and find a trade partner right now, probably would be the time to go and get one because yep. I'm not sure that you want to rely on rolling out you know three four centers a night. And I don't know what the 100. percent I don't know what the uh, the, the rush is or or what the uh, the opposite of rush is. I don't know what anybody's waiting for. Like I don't know why you need to hold on to Crowder. Uh, till the fucking deadline and then, you know, trade him last minute. Like, the, mm-hmm. I think the team that wants him will, will want him now. I don't think the price is really going to fluctuate Change all that mind, much. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, just... just uh, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm honestly kind of shocked it hasn't been done already. Like when maybe, I, when it's, I, uh, maybe it's him, man. Maybe uh, they, they've had a couple of uh, trade partners on the, on the table and he said, fuck that, I'm not going to Sacramento. Maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, you're just going to sit at home, Jay Crowder. Uh, yeah. I, you know, like, I... Yeah, I... I, I I 100% agree that, you know, if, if they can get a trade, um, you know, agreed to and, and, and send him out. Um, I, 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 I keep saying get get Kevin Love, but I think Kevin Love's loving it over there in uh, Cleveland, oh, yeah. actually. Uh, he's he, uh, he might be off the trade block, at least for now. But um, someone, 
someone like that, uh, you know, a, a, a four who can stretch the floor, uh, you know, do do a number of things, you know, basically Jay Crowder, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're hoping to get, I don't know, a, a bit of an upgrade, maybe a bit, a bit younger, uh, you know, wouldn't hurt the Suns, even though, you know, they're trying to win, but, you know, maybe you get that, you know, you take a bit of a flyer on a guy who's not quite as proven as Jake Crowder and hope to bring him along, uh, you know, some, something like that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what they can get done, but the sooner the better for sure. They got to um, get but, Frank the Tank back. Yeah, go get Frank the Tank, you know. Uh, Give him whatever you want, five first-round <laughs> picks. You need him. Uh, I love Frank the Tank, man. Um, but, you know, they, they've got, even if they want to go, you know, with Johnson out, lean on more of a smaller lineup or like four smalls and, and, yeah. and uh, Aiton, you know, you've got Damian Lee, who's shown, you know, he can hit big shots when needed. Maybe I was, that was just game one that he can do that. I think, but, he, you know, I think he, he's burned out. He, he you got him. The one man can change the world. Uh, you know, he's he's celebrating like Pat Bev. He's done. Yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, he's still there. He's kicking around. I mentioned Craig. They've still got Shamit. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've got, and, and a Kogi, uh, who can defend Shannon, a little yeah. bit. Like they've, they've got, they've got guys they can throw in. So yeah, like, like we're saying, I'm, I'm not too, too worried, but it would be nice to not have, not basically from last year's team be missing Johnson and then Crowder for no fucking reason. Like yeah. at least yeah. if you're going to miss one guy, at least figure out the other guy, get a trade and, and get someone in there who you can, you know, acclimatize to the system and everything. So yeah, I think that's yeah. the best move for them. Trade, trade Crowder, uh, ASAP. And I don't think we even really talked about that. Is it not kind of stupid that Jay Crowder was just like, fuck this, if I'm not starting, I'm not playing? Yeah, I don't know what the hell is wrong with him. Honestly, like, he's he's great, but I've seen yeah, him brick, brick so many shots in the playoffs as well. Like, like I don't know. I, he, he's a guy every team kind of needs, but... You know, I've, if he's going to be like this, said, man, I've always said he has the like he has the prettiest like misses when he oh, shoots he does. the ball. I'm like, oh shit! Like every single time it leaves his hand, I'm like, this is going in. And then even when it airballs, I'm like, well, it looked like it was good, <laughs> like it looked nice, but yeah. Well, uh, Jay Crowder, you know, hopefully you'll find your paradise soon. Uh, and oh, Cam Johnson. What do you, what do you, you want know. to play for Charlotte or something? What do you want, Jay Crowder? Ooh, like, yeah, I, I, that is a, he, he could be a mentor. Gordon so Hayward. Turn things around. For Gordon uh, Hayward, yeah, that would be interesting. You gotta make the money work. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the the money wouldn't uh, wouldn't add up. You need Shamit uh, in there. Shamit's making more money than anyone. I don't think I, I don't think anybody wants to pick up that deal. I don't know why he got paid anyways, but uh, you know we said that back then. Uh, but to move on here, uh, you know you briefly mentioned them. Uh, you know as we were chatting through there, talking about the you know you mentioned Kevin Love. Uh, how about we show some love to the eight and one? Cleveland yep, Cavaliers, yep. eight wins in a row. That only loss coming from their season opener against the Raps. Uh, it's been a, a crazy, crazy kind of just time to be a Cavs fan because, you know, coming into the season, uh, like, like people were either really big on the Cavs or kind of not in on them at all because they weren't really sure if they were going to be able to put this together with uh, I mean I know you had your concerns with the small backcourt people weren't yep. sure about uh, you know how the the defense would translate with just having Mobley and Allen be those guys down there but uh, overall the whole team has really taken their play to the next level uh, and you know the, it begs the question like can this Cavaliers team be a title contender going down the line of this season because I know I, I said they had the skill they have the skill and I stand by that but will the experience be the Achilles heel? But right now they are just beating down teams. Yeah, yeah. The, like the two. Uh, am I looking? Oh no, sorry. I'm. Oh yeah. Yep, yeah. Two wins two, over the Celtics. Two. I was gonna say two overtime wins over the Celtics, which is big. Like they, they, these are the Celtics we're talking about. You know yep. the the. the uh, finals last year, you know, guys who you would expect in a close game to to be able to go and, and get it done, and I think it. Uh, 
you know, their, their, their defense that they showed last year is holding up. And then you add a guy like Donovan Mitchell, you know, rejuvenated, you know, ready to go. Um, and, and it feels like he, he's, he's back to his old ways, you know, the best of Donovan Mitchell, you know, getting a variety of different shots, uh, you know, being that tough bucket getter when you need it. Um, you know, even the win against the Lakers, uh, yesterday was impressive for them, you know, going into LA, I know it's the Lakers, but they Lakers started off with a lot of energy and, you know, Donovan Mitchell and and all these guys, they're just, they just calmly keep coming at you. They defend really, really tough and, you know, they're, they're, they rebound well. They've got, you know, the, the the two towers and they've got good you know, really good guard play on the other end. Like I was I was worried about, you know, the uh, the the sort of middleman, like a guy to, you know, speaking of Jay Crowder, like someone like that. They just don't have that prototype. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as I said a bunch of times, they have everything else. They've got the backcourt play, you know, the the guard play, the the, the creation the shot making all that and then you know these two incredible bigs and it turns out those having those two things you know really good versions uh you know you can kind of you can take or leave you know whatever three you throw yeah. out there or whether you know it it's been totally fine so i think i underestimated uh you know how good uh those those four are and then you know you've got You've got uh, uh, Levert that you can throw in there. Who's actually been playing okay. You know, he's he's yeah. still got his you know limitations, but but he's okay. You've got Chetty uh, doing his thing, and you like they, they've body. actually been able to 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 between uh, you know Levert, Chetty, fucking uh, the the legend D Wade and Okoro. Like you've got enough that you can just. You know, depending on the matchup, you know you can go a little smaller one day at that three spot. You can yep. go a little bigger if you need like. It's not perfect, but, you know, every team has a weakness, and that's just their kind of weakness. But it hasn't even really been a weakness because they've, yeah. like, like I'm saying, they've got everything else. So, and yeah, they let I, Robin I, Lopez play last night. Yeah, exactly. Which and, is, uh, and, I'll, I'll, I'll support that, even though I, uh, technically not the guy, but a uh, funny guy <laughs> for sure. Yes, yes. And, like, uh, you know, they, they, they've... Uh, one even with Darius Garland out of the lineup, uh, you know, for a lot of these games, like he he uh, had the eye thing. Uh, I think he got poked in the eye in game one and, and missed yeah, some he, time. Yeah, he's, he's missed uh, quite a few games this year. I, I, I think yeah, maybe I think he's only played like games, three. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been around, he hasn't been around for much. Uh, but yeah, and, and again, he's kind of the one of the biggest cogs in this entire team. Uh, but when like you got Donovan Mitchell, he can just step into that point guard role, right? Like he's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it, it, it's. Yeah, he's only played three games this season. Yeah, yeah. So you know, to to be eight and one without, uh, mm-hmm. you know, without, uh, uh, what's it fucking Darius Garland uh, for? Uh, I don't know why Vanderbilt, his college popped into my uh, <laughs> brain. With, without uh, Darius Garland for for most of those games is is you know really really impressive. The best start you could have. Uh, you know, imagine for this team yeah. and, and, and yeah, I just, you know, they're, they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're moving the ball. They're playing really well and they've got good bench play too. Like Kevin Love, when he comes in uh, and you know, you've, you've got, uh, like I said, that, that ro- rotating kind of cast of players between, you know, Levert and, and, and Dean Wade and Osman and, and even you've, you've got, you know, NATO coming in and, and filling in uh, like I, I, and has Ricky Rubio even played this year? No, nope, he hasn't. Out. He's not yeah, even back yet. Out. So you you're gonna get Ricky Rubio, uh, at, you know, at some point to to run the bench unit a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. like uh, I I've been super impressed by these guys. But you know the biggest thing is just having a a competent team last year, and then you know keep keeping all those same pieces and adding Donovan Mitchell to that is is you know uh, I I guess I underestimated. Uh, because he was so emo, uh, I underestimated yeah, yeah. what that can do. He's uh, gone. You know, He's for, for a team. He's, he's, any, he's great. 
if anything, he's like at least pop punk. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. he's not uh, he's not he's not uh, all the way out of his emo phase, but he's definitely a little happier. Um, but he's uh, shooting yeah. it like fucking wild, like over forty percent from three, fifty yeah. percent from the field, thirty points and six and a half assists. Like I mean, oof. again, the more if he keeps up his kind of pace uh, offensively, I mean, again, another guy that you could throw his name in the MVP uh, race. You know, it's uh, absolutely. It, it, Early on to the season, it's it's kind of tough to kind of differentiate some of these guys, but uh, I mean, I think uh, Donovan Mitchell's definitely going to get some love there. Um, but I, I kind of when you, when you look ahead for this Cavs team, I think that they're in a unique opportunity, unique circumstance uh, moving forward. Let's uh, again, let's say that, the, that they do make the playoffs, they're in the top six. No matter who they face, they're going to kind of have a distinct advantage in size. They're going to have, uh, like, no team in the NBA is constructed like they are. There's a lot of teams that you could kind of, uh, you know, poke holes in and find the similarities. I don't think there's a single team in this league, that, or at least a single playoff contending team, uh, that you could say they run their offense uh, through two small guards and then yeah. two centers down low. Uh, yeah. And then, really, your shooting guard, uh, or your starting small forward, pardon me, is a shooting guard. Like, Karis LeBert's yep. not really a small forward. Uh, no. So it's, it's one of the most unique teams i think i've ever seen crafted um but it's working and i it, it is kind of it's producing some exciting basketball too like, like i i i think if you don't like the if you don't uh, you don't like the Cavs, you don't like nba basketball i think this is uh yeah you know, i i always like it when the coaches and the gms are, are kind of playing like they're in a like a monster laboratory and they're constructing this fucking frankenstein of a team uh and somehow it works because uh, again it's it's uh, on paper especially in the modern nba you roll out two seven footers you're it's probably not going to work but jared yeah. allen and evan mobley are so mobile uh and, and especially props to evan mobley you know being so dynamic on both ends of the court uh they can move and cover these small ball lineups they don't have to go and be like oh shit we can't have uh our seven footers on the court because they're running a six eight guy at center they can match up with those guys just fine and i think that's why they're finding success down the stretch of games because teams that rely on that small ball lineup to finish games they can't get the job done because they're yeah. just too beat up down low they're, they're getting big dog down low yeah absolutely yeah and it's you know people have always said you know it's never really been about uh, small ball per se. You just need guys who are skilled. It's better to have big skilled guys than yeah, small yeah. skilled guys. It's just better to. It's also better to have you know a little bit smaller guys than big fucking the the mid two thousand centers. You know, Desagna Jop and uh, all these uh, yeah. Nazi Muhammad uh, guys yeah. who can't really play basketball but are big. Like it's better to mm-hmm. have Simbular. you know a six nine guy. <laughs> yeah, a six nine guy who can you know do a bit of everything. But yeah, if you're if you're also tall, you're gonna be better than than the the you know you, you can take advantage of that. Basketball's always been about size. Can't teach the size. Uh, no, no matter what you do, and uh, you know, and I think yeah, going forward, it's going to be interesting. I mean, those two, the two games against the the Celtics are are pretty instructive. Like they, yeah. to, to to beat them both times. Obviously, they were close games. Both went into OT, um, but like in both those games, Tatum and Brown scored the ball pretty well, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm not surprised by because, like I'm saying, they don't have anyone to defend those types of players. Um, but I think you know, I think that's you know the Cavs in their game plan in those games have kind of zagged even more. They're kind of like, you guys can, can you know, you're going to get your points, but no one else is doing anything because we've got little guys running around on the perimeter. You know, all, your, your, your point guards aren't going to, you know, have good games. And none of your, none of your bigs are going to make any difference in here. You're not going to get yeah. offensive rebounds. You're not going to, you know, and, and whoever does decide to come in the paint, uh, it, you know, is going to get hammered. Like two guys averaging yeah. uh, almost two blocks per game, like two, 
two like guys the you can center your defenses around. <laughs> You've got both of them, uh, you know, two of them, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. on one team, and and so yeah, when when you do have you when you are, you are the Celtics, you 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 can get you know I think in the first game they each had thirty two. Uh, Tatum and Brown, and then 30 and 26, uh, you know, respectively for, for Brown and Tatum in game two. Um, but like lots, lots of it were, were, were jump shots. And, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're the Cavs, you can say, you know, if you if you want to beat us by taking a bunch of jumpers, um, and being scared to come in the paint and, and, you know, it's, it's just your kind of wing guys who are going to do it. You know, we're going to shut everything else down. That's a game plan so far, at least that's, you know, worked in, in two matchup against mm-hmm. a team like, like the Celtics. So I think that's what they'll they'll you know try and do uh going into the playoffs but if they could get a guy like just get a guy just you know to, to be honest they, they, they've got a lot of kind of redundant guys on that team like they don't need all of those wings that i mentioned uh you know if you can trade someone like like jay crowder uh, we're just talking about him if mm-hmm. you can somehow get him maybe you don't give give up kevin love like i initially you know that was my uh, yeah, I don't know big master that. plan uh and and i don't think it would be smart for them now that they're actually good i think kevin loves you know perfectly happy to to stay there uh, yeah. as long as the Cavs are winning again but hey, he's so, the most it, like, loyal uh, Cleveland Cavalier of all time maybe or at least in the past uh, 20 years what do you think yes <laughs> well yeah yeah I would say yeah actually you're you're absolutely probably, right I don't think, probably you is. think that's <laughs> yeah I don't even think that's uh uh debatable really because uh, they've been so bad but yeah. uh good for you Kevin uh but like imagine though Matt if this team did have Jay Crowder even just Jay Crowder like, like you know let's say again him, yeah again uh yeah it'll be a better stint this time i'm sure but like how awesome would that be like everything else they've got going for them and they've got Mm -hmm. a guy to throw at the big wings in the league like that i'm still gonna be worried about that because you know that that's that's where the damage comes like who are the like uh, luckily for the Cavs, they're in the east you know the the guy you have to deal with the most or probably the two guys you have to deal with the, the most are Embiid and Giannis and I think the Cavs can actually handle both of those guys better than a lot of the other teams uh, in yep. the East can. Yep. But, you know, Tatum, uh, you know, uh, you, you even throw Siakam in there, although, you know, the, the Cavs, um, you know, can, can piece together uh, someone guarding Siakam. But, you know, like guys like, yeah, Tatum and Brown, uh, DeRozan, like guys like that in the East who are, you know, tough to guard on the perimeter there and, and have some size. Yep. I would just really, really still love to see them get just one guy. And then... And then I can talk about them maybe being, uh, you know, sneaky uh, finals pick because yeah. they've looked really, really good. But, but yeah, just that one more connector and then I, I, I'd be sold. But, you know, yeah. hats off to them. They're, they're, they're playing incredible. Well, uh, this Monday night, the 7th, uh, for everyone uh, listening, uh, day of, uh, first off, we appreciate you. You're looking uh, mighty fine today for uh, for yeah. downloading and starting your day off with uh, Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, but they play the Los Angeles Clippers Monday night. Uh, Paul George, that'll be a good test for them, see how they yeah. are guarding these uh, some of these top wings. Again, they've, uh, they've kind of allowed them to eat and then taken out the rest, but... They got uh, Zubaz back there. You know, the he's he's a big boy. He's uh, one of the big dogs uh, out there in the league, and I think that's a good time for us to kind of pivot now to the first award given out of the season, the Big Dog of the Month award. Uh, it's one of the most prestigious awards. The monkey's back for the big the big dog of the month monkey, uh, <laughs> ready to go. Uh, he's been fired up. Uh, he's been locked in his cage for the past five months. Uh, we finally let him out. Uh, will, will, will we put him back? Probably. Uh, but the monkey 
has come to us. We've deliberated, the three of us, Jordan and I. Uh, Alex isn't allowed in the meetings. We have to lock the door. Uh, he's yeah, not he's allowed to hear this. He, he really he, he, angry. Yeah, he gets to hear it. The, uh, uh, as part of our like the spreadsheet of like where everyone ranks in the company right now, uh, I think it's uh, me, then the monkey, no. then you. But you what and the you? monkey kind of go back and forth. It's kind of a power struggle. And well, then it's Alex. That's, and, actually, uh, that's true. And then, like on a back door area, my dogs when they like to bark during the the show occasionally, and the, and then maybe the fire alarm coming in too. The fire alarm is making a, <laughs> it's trying to make its a, it's rearing its ugly head around. It wants to move up. It wants in. Uh, yeah. But yeah. the big dog of the month award, uh, we give it out every month to one player in the NBA that exemplifies what it means to be a big dog. You're crashing the offensive glass. You're boxing guys out. You're going that extra mile. You're diving on the floor. You're you're chipping your tooth out there just to get a regular season win. Uh, yeah. And Jordan, uh, you know, you nominated this guy. Uh, I think it was a great pick. Uh, and you know, we we would. Uh, I'm going to say this too. He's not a center, but you know, these no. stats they might not. Uh, you might not think this. Uh, 9.2 rebounds per game, four assists per game, and uh, over a steal per game. Uh, and he's not afraid to foul either. Uh, but Josh Hart of the Portland Trailblazers, the <laughs> first <laughs> recipient of the Big Dog of the Month award. Obviously, a short month, October. Uh, you know, uh, not 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 the uh, the entire uh, entire thing was played for the 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 Big Dog of the Month, but still, lots of games out there that kind of encapsulate this this award and this honor but uh yeah. we'd like to give this away to guys who aren't just a, a big man i think kyle kuzma would be one of the yeah, only recipients Kuz won last year uh yeah, yeah that uh that, uh that got this uh monthly award uh but you know josh hart has always kind of been up there We've always, i think we have mentioned him in the past because he is one of the like the premier rebounding guards in the league uh if you want to yeah. call him a guard you know he plays a lot of small forward and power forward when he needs to um but you know, he, he really is truly, a, at the end of the day, kind of more of a shooting guard, small forward, and he can get it down along, along the glass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, like even, even overall, you read them out there even higher just for October. But, uh, yeah, 8.6 rebounds, uh, you know, in total on the season for uh, versus 8.8 .8 points. So he's almost uh, out-rebounding his, his points yep. total, which is uh, fucking insane. You know, and, and like – Portland needs a guy like him uh, to do the dirty work. I think, and we're, we're going to get into a little, bit, a little bit. But I think that's yeah. why, uh, you know, a big reason why they've been so successful. Like he's, he's only six five to pull in that many rebounds against guys mm -hmm. uh, much bigger than him. Uh, pretty much every, uh, every time that ball is coming off the rim, he's going to be fighting someone uh, taller than him. You know, from the opposing side, trying to grab that board, and he's, he's, he's been really, really tough, really physical. You know. Uh, yeah, he knows what positions to be in, um, and you know when when he gets the ball going the other way, he's you know up, up around five assists, which is good for a swingman. Like he's yeah. he's aside from the points, which you know, like I just said, you know, just shy under nine points per game. He, that's that's not all that much. That's fine for a starter, but everything else he's doing for you is is great. Shooting forty percent from three as well. Um, now we're getting into you know the shiny stats, but uh, all the all the hard nosed tough. Uh, you know stuff that you want a guy like him to to be able to provide. He's doing it for the Blazers. A steal yeah. per game. I think you might have mentioned that. And, uh, and, they, you know, and they need a guy like that on that team. hundred like percent. He's he's kind of their uh, their 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 junkyard dog. He's out there putting yeah. on the work, getting all the ugly uh, the minutes in because uh, and, and it's kind of funny looking at his career how it's trajectory. 
Uh, you know, when he started off with the Lakers, he was kind of looked at as he was kind of like Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, you know, yeah. they thought he was going to be like they, they like uh, this next like sniper sharpshooter, and he still got a decent strap on him. But I mean, realistically, that's not his game anymore. No one's looking at him for his offense. It's all about the defense. Like that kind yeah. of really exploded when he uh, got traded over to New Orleans, and you know, now in Portland, he's just keeping that alive. Yeah, and I, I've always loved him as a player. You know, back to Villanova, I thought he was going to be a really good yep. prospect yep. just doing exactly this. Like, yeah, hard to time or only, was he only there on the one team? Oh, uh, I forget. I always forget. I know it was Brunson that was there twice. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just once. I think he was gone uh, before they won number two. I could be wrong on that. We'll uh, give you an honorary ring, Josh. Josh. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, 100% he's not known for his defense, but if he's going to shoot 41%, and, you know, if he can keep this up, like, he's going to be, he, he, you know, one of the premier 3 and D, uh, mm-hmm. you know, shooting guard, small forward slash swing men uh, that the NBA has. Like, so far he, he is in that conversation right now as, as one of the best, and... And yeah, the the rebounding numbers though they stuck out to me. It stuck out to me. That's why I was like, you know, this this guy's got to be the big dog. He's just he's been big dogging it uh, all fucking year so far. And if 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 he can keep it up, you know, g- give Portland that that tough edge that they, you know, haven't exactly had over these past few years. You know, with uh, you know f- through the Dame and, and CJ Prime. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're gonna continue to be uh, you know a, a formidable squad and better than. Guys like you and I thought they'd be so you know good. Good for Josh Hart. He's uh, he's big dog and he's killing it so far. Well, and uh, we might as well just move on right to our next uh, part of the show and our, our, our cap off for the show here, uh, just to talk about show some love to the Trailblazers who. Uh, you know, I, I, as it currently stands right now, uh, top four, fourth place in the Western Conference, six and three record, uh, and they've yeah. looked strong. They've got wins over the Phoenix Suns, uh, as well as you both know, handed had, handed the Suns both their losses so far this year. Yep, yep, that's true. Uh, and then you know they've they've got a win over the Nuggets, the Lakers as well, uh, and. and when you look at the, their their record right now, and tonight they're also going to get a chance for a get back against the Miami Heat after the Heat yep. kind of beat them down. Uh, Damian Lillard still kind of dealing with a you know a bit of a calf injury right now. Anthony Simons uh, also uh, not a hundred percent, but I think he might be able to come back tonight. Uh, I think he's kind of a game time decision. Uh, but when we look at this team, Jordan, I know how I feel about them, but I'm interested to know how you feel. Are they built to kind of contend? Do you think that they can keep up this pace right now to be, uh, you know, a, a win every two or three games pace? Because I'm, I look at this roster and I look at the way they played, and it's kind of hard to tell right now. I think we might need yeah. a little bit more of a sample size just based on the injury factor. Because yeah. I think Dame being out, you know, we're not. He's the heart and soul of this team, and everybody knows that. And without him, you know, running the show behind uh, with the ball in his hands behind the arc, we aren't really sure exactly how good this team's going to be. But uh, it, when I still look at the team breakdown, I don't believe in the team. I would like to believe yeah. in the team, but there's just I, I think I'm going to need to see them go like 25 and five or something yeah. for me to really really believe in them. Uh, and I, I know that's a, a pretty tall order, but seriously, like even the game that they won against the Suns. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty. I thought obvious travel, um, <laughs> but I guess yeah. not. Um, like I, I, I mean, yeah, I, they I swallow thought, their whistles at the end of the game. You know that. Yeah. I, hey, I, w- I wish they would. Sw- they, they used to call some of my games like that, man. I had those. Uh, I had the wandering feet sometimes, so I wouldn't have minded uh, uh, the extra ha- step and a half uh, uh, to, to take that last shot. But uh, overall, again, they've got an interestedly like constructed team. Like they're very unique. They got good talents, good veteran guys. Uh, you know, they've got some of those young guys like Shaden Sharp that are trying to step up. Um, but 
I, I, I personally, I just can't can't sell them to myself yet. Like I could still very well see the Trailblazers, uh, you know, completely missing the playoffs uh, by the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think when we talked about them, I, I haven't changed my tune all that much. That you know, they're at their absolute ceiling. Who the hell are they beating in the first round in the West? I, yeah. I, I don't think anyone, um, because I, you know, I, Damian Lillard as your number one guy, that's great. He's incredible. When when he's on, he, he's incredible. But mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant is your number two, really? Is it, are you really, you know, is that really going to be all that good of a team? Now he's been great, but he's more of a three or a four uh, in in terms of uh, options, uh, you know, on your team scoring wise um and, and and otherwise like he's and simons has um, looked good so and simons credit but he's just a scorer like he can't like yeah, yeah and he's, he's he's an okay playmaker as well but no defense whatsoever and and you know that he uh, another fairly small guy like we keep saying we've seen this before dame plus uh, another small scoring guard um mm-hmm. is is only going to get you so far but what i i will give the blazers credit in that i i i think i underestimated how good of a regular season team they could be because of all these young guys they've inserted now like they've got hart uh you know who's who we just talked about who's got all the you know leeway to go do his thing uh you know picking up gary payton was big for them Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even guys like Justice Winslow, who actually playing again and and looking uh, like he can be a, a, a decent rotation player, got you know someone like Nas Little and Shaden Sharp like coming in and, and producing more than you you might expect you, you know young guys to and and Nurkic actually healthy on the floor, so like they've got guys uh, who can come in and be athletic and you know go and win some you know random game even without Dame you know. I can see them winning a game in November in Orlando or something without Dame even playing. Sure, like they, yeah, they've yeah. got the horses now that the last couple of years, like when Dame doesn't play, you might as well just you know hang it up. It's it's been terrible. So mm-hmm. like if 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 they want to make it that their strategy that they're going to be as good of a regular season team as possible so that they can get the most favorable first round matchup they can, then I think that's the best way to go. But still, even if they're like. Like I, I can't see who they would match up with, uh, even if they have you know home court advantage in that first round. Yeah. Who they wouldn't beat? Like that maybe the still... Timberwolves. If the Timberwolves are <laughs> yeah. as bad as you expect, yeah. maybe the hey, they, uh, as bad as I expect, as bad as they've been playing. Well, they've been awful. Yeah, but like you know, maybe if if everything broke absolutely right, but even that, like they're still gonna struggle. Like that, like we yeah. keep saying, this league is really good. I don't think even them going full tilt this whole time, you know, if they can avoid too many injury concerns i would be absolutely shocked if they finished in the top four in the mm-hmm. west i think mm-hmm. that's what they're really trying to gun for but i i don't think it can be done and then yeah it all, all, all the issues are the same even though you know they've been impressive they've been good and and like i say i think they're better set for the regular season that i initially expected they've they've got good play out of everyone and the team fits together but they just don't have the talent outside of well game. again the the as you just said like the they're Literally, their best situation and their best window for success is to just go all like balls out uh, for the entire regular season. Uh, put uh, all their energy and all their eggs into just getting a high seed, which is probably going to result in multiple injuries, guys being yeah. fatigued by the time the the first round even rolls through. And yeah. even then, it's like 
if they really give it their A game all playoff or all, all the way into the playoffs, I still could see them being like only like a six or like they could still be maybe even a play in play in team. They by the time they get to the play in, will Dame be able to you know put up forty five and ten? I don't know. Uh, it, it, it all depends on the match because again, like I, I just don't think that the way they're constructed is going to work long term either. Like they're just not good enough, and that's just no. it, like it's just like the most simple thing to say about a team. They're just not good enough. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and and, and I, again, it, it's. They're in a kind of a tough spot here too because they don't have any assets like to move yeah. to like, contend. They don't really like their, their window is just so fucked. Like the way that they should really be acting here is to move Dame. But as we've been trying to do that, Dame, we're trying, man. Uh, really, yeah, we, we we've been suggesting this for I feel like the, since probably one of the first episodes of the podcast um, yes. that he probably should be going anywhere else other than Portland. But again, partly we don't know if that's him or what. It's kind of like a Stockholm syndrome uh, uh, situation at this point, yeah. I think. Um, but you know, he he's got to run from the grind at some point because uh, you know six and three right now might look great, but uh, you know when you're looking down the barrel of you know like a, a thirty nine and forty three season, you're you're going to be kicking yourself for hey, trade uh, him, you know, trade him for out. Kyrie. I think Kyrie will work out great in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you could give it a try. I mean, uh, see see how things shake out. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I don't like. Yeah, it'd pretty much be the exact same team. But hey, Dame on <laughs> Dame on the Nets. I would like that. That'd, hey, that, be, uh, that'd be better. That'd be exciting. That'd be better. Um, I think he'd uh, play. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he likes Hitler that much. Uh, no. Maybe a little bit, but not Probably as much not. as Kyrie. He wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have to follow the, the whatever it is the six step program that the, yeah. the Nets now have for for Kyrie. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, to uh, to close out the show, guys. Uh, we need you to get at Big Dog Ball Talk. Give us a follow if you've been, uh, you know, listening for a while or just listening to this episode. Give us a follow. Where we got lots of updates, lots of takes out there, and just some extra content for you guys to enjoy. So uh, you know, get at us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we are going to be back on Friday to uh, catch up on all the action that's going to be going on during the regular week uh, of the season. And if you can hear like a weird, uh, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, is that? Uh, Someone sawing into your a, apartment, man. Yeah, it's actually it's a new or a new emerging uh, star onto the scene for our <laughs> rankings. Fuck, uh, <laughs> fuck the fire alarm. It's actually uh, loud ass uh, contract workers in my goddamn building that are never ever going to finish this goddamn construction. Uh, <laughs> even when I have uh, meetings for work, uh. this guy's sawing away. On the, I don't know. The, uh, the, I don't know. The, if you if you're a construction worker and you uh, he's probably you, you he work, might be listening right now. Yeah. If you, uh, if, you, know, if, you if you work at, if you work on my condo, fuck you. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, give out your but, address. Uh, yeah, give him my. Yeah, yeah I should. I should give him my address. I almost did it too. Uh, yeah. But without even thinking, yeah, probably not a good <laughs> idea, Jordan. Uh, but. Get out of that big dog ball talk. Tell yeah. us who you think really runs the show. Is it the monkey? Is it Alex? Is he a shadow commissioner of this uh, this podcast? Or is it Jordan? A little pup. A little pup with a big bite. Who knows? Yep. Uh, but get us at big dog ball talk. And uh, we will talk to you guys again for Friday's episode of the show. Uh, hopefully lots to talk about come that time. Uh, but for big dog ball talk, it's Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says... This is just for those people in the United States of America who, or who are otherwise, I guess, qualified to uh, or certified to vote in the United States of America. Go vote. Midterms on Tuesday. All uh, all 30 teams are in action tonight, Matt, Monday, yep. which is super rare. Every single fucking team. And apparently they've set it up so every start time is different. Like, they're all staggered. Like, the, the yep. starts at, like, 745 and weird shit. So they're all going to end at different times. 
Uh, and apparently, so shout out to the NBA, you can stream them all for free on their app, which is a, a We should be getting paid. Well. That was a good read, man. That, that was, was awesome. Reads. I know. You know really NBA, get in touch. Adam Silver. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's all to encourage uh, you know voting uh, in the midterms on Tuesday. No NBA games on Tuesday. Uh, you know, which is you know good move by the uh, the NBA there. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you're in America, go vote. Have your have your voice uh, heard. You know all that all that stuff. Matt, yeah. Matt, we, we talked a few episodes ago. Matt does not vote. He does not. Oh, uh, he doesn't care about municipal he elections. But that's um, true. Uh, and. I, I totally voted though in those elections. I sure, definitely man. went to the ballot yeah. box. Yeah, I believe you, man. Uh, yeah. But everyone in the U.S. go vote. Go vote. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a crazy time up there. Crazy. <laughs> Just gotta vote. Make a change. Kyrie, even you, even you, buddy. 